Welcome to Your Money Counts, a podcast brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank. In today's episode, we return to our series about fraud to learn about romance scams. Now, maybe you don't think you could be a victim because you have all the romance that you need. Uh, But understanding these scams is also important for protecting loved ones who may be more vulnerable than yourself. Before we start, we are going to get to know your banker. Uh, If you could introduce yourself and tell us um, another podcast that you listen to. Sure. Hi, I'm Lisa Lopez. I'm the Senior Vice President of Deposit Operations at Marquette. A podcast I listen to is Baseball Tonight. Huge baseball fan, but in the offseason, I'll listen to Stuff You Should Know. It's good stuff. Is actually a title. Stuff You Should Know is actually a title. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Stuff You Should Know. Okay, Lisa. Um, well, uh, uh, what uh, what's a scam you want to talk about today? Uh, I'd like to talk about romance scams today. Okay. Um, when you say a romance scam, what exactly uh, does that mean? It seems kind of obvious, but maybe spell it out for yeah, us. Yeah, it's kind of a generalized term, and I think we use that term because it's, it's industry kind of standard. But really what it is is it, it's a form of confidence scam. And so what does that mean, Lisa? Well, when somebody builds their trust with you, right? They build a relationship with you and they tell you how wonderful you are and they pay lots of attention to you. And then they start to ask you to help them with things. And the next thing you know, you could be out hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's a romance scheme. Well, Lisa, this sounds remarkably similar to most of my online dating experiences. <laughs> You're telling me this could be a scam. Okay. Well, anyway, um, you know, how does somebody fall for this? So it seems to me like, you know, anytime some stranger you haven't met in real life asks you for money, that would immediately throw up a red flag. Um, so how, how does somebody fall for that? Yeah. So it would throw up a red flag if it happened right out of the gate. So you and I just met recently. And if you <laughs> asked me for some money, I'd be like, I like ya, but, mm, you know, go to Marquette and get a loan. Um, plug, shameless plug. Uh, so... They know that. The people that are doing this, uh, and I want to call them fraudsters. I don't know if that's a real word or not, but I use it a lot. Um, These fraudsters know that you would find it highly suspect if three weeks, even a month in, they started asking you for money um, or to help them move some money around, which is money laundering. Uh, So what they will do is they'll friend you either on Facebook or on a dating site, kind of lay low a little bit. Um, Needless to say, they're in a call center setting somewhere. It's not really the young, attractive military guy or the young, attractive college age girl or whoever um, that profile is. It's somebody sitting in a call center typing from a script or copying and pasting and just inserting your name and saying, all these lovely, wonderful things, and I wish that I could meet you soon. And it, it just builds into something over the course of months. That's sometimes. interesting. You know, you said you know, typing from a script. They take months. You're right. They go, well, obviously, you're not going to fall for it in the first five minutes. Right. Um, and if I have months and months, and if these fraudsters working together as a team have dozens and dozens of scripts. It's almost like marketing. They're just testing which lines work, which lines don't. And the ones that work, they start distributing to the team and say, these are the ones that work, start using these. And so they they build what is a, a, a tested, proven, persuasive strategy for getting in your head. You're exactly correct. Well, um, okay, so uh, somebody's done this, you know, and 
uh, they're going to start now trying to scam you. They're going to they're going to lean into the trust and and try to take abuse. What form of payments are these scammers looking for? Like, is it is there always one thing? Like, is there a name of a particular app? If you hear that name, don't do that. Well, I know it, working in the department that I do at the bank with with my team, there are certain trigger words that'll come up, like cash app is, you know, it, we just tense up when we hear that. And it is used for legitimate purposes, I'm sure. Um, we don't see too many of those. But Is there an app called Cash App? Cash App, oh, yeah. It's very app. easy to move money around. I mean, there's the Venmos and the Zells of the world. And, you know, if you're going out to lunch and you're splitting the bill, that's fine. But how much is that? I mean, if you even if you go to a posh restaurant, okay. But is it a thousand dollars? Well, we have a few drinks. Is it six hundred dollars ten times? Not no. no it's not. <laughs> so those are the types of things that kind of you know are a red flag. But it might start slow, right? So they might just start moving money around in small increments. Um, and once they know, like you said, that you know you've passed the gullibility test, and there is such a thing, um, then they will start asking for larger amounts of money or sending you larger amounts of money. It could come via a wire transfer. Um, I've been in banking for a long time. I've never personally sent a wire transfer. Usually that's a business-type transaction. Yeah. So if somebody's asking you to wire money, there's a red flag. Um, they'll send you a check, and it's always for a really round amount just under a certain threshold because they've done the research and they know which checks the banks look at. Um, so like $2,950, they'll send you a check and say, go deposit it and then go buy some gift cards and then read me the numbers off the gift cards. And so it's a lot of different ways to move that money around. Well, and, and like you had said, it might start small, like, oh, hey, you know what? Let me send you 10 bucks and, you know, uh, you know, buy that ticket or do that thing, what, you know, get a gift card. Get yourself something nice. Go get a ni- yeah. nice outfit for when it's I come to It's a gift. Me. Right, exactly. So here's 10 bucks. It's a gift. Oh, I can't. I, certainly they're not, you know, abusing me. That's a gift. But then later there's an ask. And now it seems like reciprocity. Okay. No, that, that I mean, that makes a lot of sense. Um, so what are some giveaways? Like, uh, you know, you had said uh, we look for like a big red flag, you know, the word cash app or um, a wire uh, a wire transfer. Um, somebody says, can you wire money? What are the red flags? Like, Let's go through a list of them that people can maybe keep in mind um, what, you know, before they happen, of course, but, but maybe if they've heard them before. Well, so from my perspective, it's, you know, boyfriend never met in person or girlfriend never met in person or fiance you know, they've asked you to marry them. You've never met them in person. But when as soon as they can get to you, they're going to sweep you off their feet. And, oh, by the way, they're rich. And so all this stuff you're helping them with, you're going to get repaid. Um, medical treatments. I need help because I have a sick child, mother, I, myself. I'm sick. I need help. It's, it's an experimental drug. Uh, we'll get the money back if it works. No. That doesn't really happen. Uh, military. I'm in the military. Um, so those people are out there protecting us, um, and they're being used as a front for these scams because what are they? They're trustworthy. They're brave. We want to, oh, my goodness, hold them in high esteem. We would never think that somebody in the military would scam us. Well, A, they're not in the military, and B, you know, they're being scammed as well. So the number one sign, it sounds like, is you haven't met this person. In real life. Correct. If you haven't met in person, nobody that you haven't met in person is going to ask you to do financial transactions on their behalf. Right. Um, well, let's suppose we didn't catch that in time. Or maybe we hear of a loved one who fell for this, right? Somebody listening to the podcast says, oh, my gosh, it sounds like exactly what I've heard from, you know, from ABC. I've got to go talk to them. Um, 
if they fell for this, what do you do? Um, it depends on how far you are in. My biggest concern when I deal with this and, and deal with the people who have been in it for a while is their emotional well-being, their mental well-being. Um, some of them that come to the realization have a real hard, oh my goodness, I can't believe I fell for this. I'm so stupid or, you know, I'm out all this money because eventually when their funds run out or when the funds you're allowed to keep run out or whatever, if they're profiling you and getting to know you, they might find out that you have some money put away for a vacation or retirement or your kid's school and they're going to start tapping into that money. Oh, you know what? I'm not going to be able to send you this check. How about you just cover this one and then I'll pay you back. Now, all of a sudden, you're putting it on your credit card, getting a cash advance. You're in the hole. You're in the hole. So... By the time it gets to me and it's that far or the banks and it's that far, not just me personally, because it's going on everywhere, there's not a whole lot that can be done except damage control. Honestly, you're out the money. There's there's nothing that can be done about that. And as much as I would like to go and try to get that wire transfer back, it is like sending cash in the mail or putting a bag of cash in the middle of a, a mall parking lot and then thinking if you go back the next day, it'll still be there. It's impossible to get these funds back. No one knows where it is. That money, you know, covered in another episode, that money's been laundered. Like it's it's been snuck around. It's right. gone. Or they've just robbed you blind because now they're tapping into your funds. Um, You know, I guess what um, – what can you do to, to protect yourself? Like are there services you can purchase? Are there tools at your disposal or is it all just vigilance? Um, vigilance is key. So the tools that the banks provide you, usually for free, online banking, mobile banking, all those things where you have access to your money right right away. So you could see things that were unusual coming across your account in the event that your identity was stolen. Okay. As far as the romance scams and the confidence scams and things go, it is be suspicious of everybody. Be vigilant. Do not give out information of yours. Nobody is going to take your credentials to log into the bank and deposit money that is real to your account. That's fake money. That is a bad check. That is, you know, never ends well. You're going to owe the bank the money. Um, just be suspicious. Uh, I, can't, well, I can't say that enough. Well, I guess it's, you know, it's a, it's a good point uh, for a generation, which is much more uh, a uh, accustomed to meeting people online, you know, friends through video games, and you develop legitimate friendships. That happens. Um, you know, the people on the other side of a computer are not always malicious. Certainly, you know, dating apps. Many people have met, gotten married, like have fulfilling lives. Um, so it's not that the tools themselves are bad. It's that, hey, we've got to watch for some of these uh, red flags, you know, never meeting in person and asking to exchange money. Those two things combined are probably a big red flag because normal people just don't do that, right? Um, and even if even if it's been a long time, you know, even if it's been six months, whatever, that's the long con because remember, they've been testing and proving out what are the most persuasive ways to earn trust over time until the moment they need you. Well, if you are curious about, uh, you know, what kind of risks are out there, you can stay up to date on the latest local and national scams happening right now by visiting Marquette's Fraud Protection Center on MarquetteSavings.Bank. As always, make sure that you subscribe to the Your Money Counts podcast and write us a review. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, the Your Money Counts podcast is brought to you by Marquette Savings Bank and Equal Housing Lender, member FDIC.